This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Human Capital Leadership Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We share our own original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. Please join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with the Human Capital Leadership Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Leadership Podcast. In this HCL podcast episode, I talk with Brianna Rooney about the importance of tech in recruiting. Brianna Rooney, welcome to the conversation today. Thank you, John. Nice to see you. It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from the Thousands Oaks area of Southern California. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of tech in recruiting. You know, as AI advances and, you know, ChatGPT and Cloud and other uh, AI platforms are, are coming out, it's only, you know, providing a greater, more rapid shift and how we're utilizing tech in the recruitment space, as well as many other areas. Uh, And there's all sorts of other tools that are also very important. So we're going to unpack this and explore this together today. And I'm really excited for this conversation. As we get started, I wanted to share Brianna's bio with everybody. A woman serial entrepreneur, Brianna Rooney, is the founder and CEO of Talent Perch, Thriversity, and Millionaire Recruiter and Techies, A firm acquired its team in 2021. Passionate about all things recruiting, she also co-hosts a podcast called Talent Takeover Unfiltered that brings respect and awareness to the industry. Brianna's businesses offer companies and individuals a 360-degree solution to recruiting and sourcing. Thriversity's mission is to turn anyone into an efficient and successful recruiter, while Talent Perch focuses on providing solutions to the most daunting business hiring goals. She believes you can be as successful at work as you are at home. You don't have to choose, be present, and rock everything you do. I love that. I'm a father of six children myself. Six? Um, oh my and- gosh. Uh, it's always an adventure, right? Uh-huh. Um, kids, kids are amazing and also stressful and it's, it's a really wonderful thing. I totally agree. Be present, uh, in whatever you're doing, you know, so whether, when we're talking about work-life mm-hmm. balance or work-life integration or whatever term you like to use, I think the co- the key thing is just like be present with where you're at and what you're doing and be with the people you're with. And, and that solves a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, or, agreed. Something you can't get back is time, you know? Yeah. 
So it's, and it's like, I I've heard both sides. I've heard people are like, Hey, I'm going to put my head down so I can then be with my kids. And I'm like, actually, I'm going to be with my kids now. And you know, work right. almost a little bit later. So yeah, it, it's an interesting balance. And it's a choice. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, uh, that's a little bit of, of Brianna's background. Brianna, anything else you would like to share with me or the audience by way of your personal context before we dive on in? Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, recruiting at this point is in my DNA and all I want to do, and hopefully I, I feel like you're on the same mission is change the way the world views recruiting. It's super yeah. important. It's um, and we don't always get, you know, to be on, uh, we're kind of on the sidelines. It's like, you know, you need us when you need us, you throw us away when you want to throw us away. So, you know, hopefully it's more of a constant, you know, like we see HR is hopefully talent still holds strong. Yeah, the talent acquisition piece of HR, you know, HR has worked really hard over the years to try to get a seat at the table, right? Yeah. To, mm-hmm. the, to the elevation of the HR function and the CHR role, CHRO role or the people ops role or whatever. Um, you know, I think we've done a good job overall of getting HR a seat at the table, but within the HR world, you know, talent acquisition and recruiting sometimes still gets a back seat, which is kind of ironic considering that's the the input right to the organization to have the great people to do the work that the organization needs to do uh, and it seems like a lot of times you know when I talk to people there's kind of this simplistic understanding of recruiting um, and kind of it's almost a condescending or diminishing view of it right and that's it sounds like that's your experience too tell us a little bit more about that and why you feel like that's inaccurate and what we can do about it yeah, it feels like it's still transactional, you know, um, right. so I'm definitely external, right? So like, I feel like if there's ever going to be transactions happening, it's definitely external. Um, but on the side, uh, on the side from that, it's like, they treat us as a gray area all the time. So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, if they want to do something technically illegal, non-ethical stuff like that, we're, we'll call in these hired guns, you know, and that's kind of its own separate, you know, fight. But um, yeah, you know, talent is definitely responsible. The talent team is responsible also for retention. Uh, we're the right. first person you see and probably the last person you see throughout the interview process. So like, we're also brand ambassadors, we're product managers, like we do so much for the organization. And I think just like HR, if we could have a seat at the table, we could actually talk really like, hey, let's talk about capacity planning. Let's really mm. like fight and have a conversation with the hiring managers and say, hey, do you have a plan for this hire for the next 12 months? What are they going to accomplish? Because I now need to tell that to the candidates to make sure that we're on the same page. And in order to always, I think, stay lean, I think if they, if speaking of leaning in, if they leaned into recruiting teams, they could really, um, I think like layoffs probably wouldn't happen as often because what happens, I'd love, I would love to hear your thought on this shot is like, I feel like when there's a heavy project, the response is let's hire. Yep. But technically leaner teams can, I think, get more things done as long as we're at the communication strong and it shows like, hey, what's everyone's genius? What are we doing? Where's our gap? Maybe a contractor is a better idea than the full time, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And the, in the role of recruiters and, and thinking about holistic talent acquisition as a piece, a critical piece of the total employee experience, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and from, from start to be, to end. And oftentimes it's the recruiter that really is that integral pre- piece to get someone plugged into the system in the first place. And, if there's a disconnect, obviously that's going to cause potential problems down the line, right? As someone's getting onboarded and in that, that first, um, you know, period that they're in the organization working with this team, a lot 
hangs on that initial experience with the recruiter and the, the recruiter's relationship with the hiring manager, et cetera. All of that's just so, so important. And if, if we kind of just look our nose down at recruiting as some people tend to do, um, we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot, right? We're just selling ourselves short in terms of the, the potential we have to create a really dynamic team that can help us do really cool stuff and create great things and, and provide value to the market. 100%. So I would say that most companies, maybe like 90% of companies say, hey, the most single important thing we do is hiring. <laughs> Hello, mm-hmm. recruiting's right here then, right? <laughs> you know, like, why don't we have a seat at the table? So it's it's, it's definitely ironic, um, but it's it's been a challenge. I mean, I've been in this industry for like 15 years at this point. Um, and so, which is why I switched to a little more learning development, not switch, but added an aspect of it. And I was like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you know what? Maybe I'll train. If we train an industry as a whole, then I I, naturally, you have to have respect. Right. But it's, it's really clawing, I think, to get at the seat of the table, which, but I love that you brought up HR as, as uh, yeah, you guys had to go through the same exact thing. So takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing that's been interesting, I think is just over the last, what is it now? Eight nine months ago, the launch of ChatGPT, um, all these um, learning language models, and and you know AI has been a thing for a long time, obviously. Sure. But yeah. you know it's 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 resurfaced as like a you know really uh, important piece that more and more people are talking about. And more and more people are now finding a way to use it and integrate it. And one of the very first things I saw in the HR space as soon as ChatGPT was released you know, is like, oh, we're going to automate away jobs like recruiter jobs and those sorts of things. And I just shake my head at that. I'm just like, why, why in the world would this mean that? Um, what was your initial reaction as as some of these new tools started to come online, you know, at the end of 2022? Honestly, I laughed a little bit because, um, and I'm sure you can relate to this, all recruiting tools are made by someone that's not in recruiting. Mm-hmm. So that's always a very interesting thing to me, you know, and that they're, um, and what they say is, oh, well, I, I shadowed a recruiter for six months. Okay, well, great. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I honestly, like, for a moment, um, I would say I was more fearful for way back when, um, oh my God, I can't think of this company's name. Um, but anyways, it was, it was a company that essentially, uh, instead of like the 20% normal contingency recruiter, oh, it's called Hired, you know, mm-hmm. Hired. Yep. When hired came up, I w- I got nervous about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, now engineers can just go and basically say their say their price, say their salary, and they're going to meet you know on this platform, and it's going to be like really straightforward. And all of a sudden, recruiters aren't going to have jobs. So I remember way back when getting really nervous for that, and then I very quickly realized this is actually you're cutting out the human aspect of it, which it sounds great in theory. Everyone's probably had a bad experience with a recruiter, but at the end of the day, what they don't realize is the recruiter is actually like your your career confidants, right? They they set you up, they prep you, they get you to the front of the line, and they also what I don't think a lot of people realize they do is they um they keep the 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 company in the best light ever because mm-hmm. companies insides are broken. You know, when it comes to the interview process and candidate experience, it's actually the recruiter that helps shift things in the right direction. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, how many excuses I have for companies be like, oh no, no, they're going through a release. Oh no, no, you know, they're they're on vacation. They're sorry for the disconnect. You know, there's a lot of feelings that come into that. And that's a human thing that it's never going to be a bot. So when ChatGPT came out, I was like, oh, this is like super interesting. Like, how can I use this? It was never of how is this going to replace me? It's just, how can I use this? Um, And I think that's what we all have to think about these tools are, is it's really supposed to be an extension, almost like an assistant for us. 
Yeah. Well, and that's something that definitely has emerged over the last eight plus months is this idea of, you know, will there be some displacement? Sure. You know, some aspects of jobs will be displaced. Perhaps there will be even some jobs that will be displaced. But in most cases, we're talking about augmenting performance, augmenting uh, the potential capacity of an individual worker through these tools, right? And so now I can be more effective, more efficient, more productive as I learn how to leverage the tool. And it actually enhances my value to the organization as one who knows how to leverage the tools as opposed to just something where all, all of a sudden my job's going away. And whether we're talking about talent acquisition and recruiting or whatever, like any yeah. other job, right? It's it's the same conversation that's been happening again and again and again uh, in, the, in the labor market around what's the implications of chat GPT and other uh, uh, disruptive technologies. Um, so again, and that's just one example of the types of tech in recruiting that is kind of disrupting the space a little bit, or at least challenging people to think differently about how we've done things in the past. Um, let's broaden it though now and, and talk a little bit more about just tech in general. Uh, what types of tech trends are you seeing in the recruitment space? Uh, what do you see um, as the most useful tools? And what do you, how do you th- see things shifting you know, over the next six months to a year? Yeah, it seems as if everything's trying to come together because there's lots of little pieces, you know, lots of different tech that has to come together, right? Um, so there's like the gems of the world that really came out and they started like sequencing. Okay, here, it's an extension on LinkedIn. This is great. We have their emails. We have our ac- access. We can put them in an email sequence. And then naturally, you know, um, the the more people see your email, like what it says, like the fourth or fifth ones actually opened um, or actually responded to. So that technology is massive. And, it, and I think in something like that, it's when that came out, you're like, oh my gosh, wow, I don't actually have to do all this admin work to make sure like I had that five or six touches um, or, Hey, I can be on vacation and my emails can still be going out and like, I, I'll still feel relevant. So I think tools like that, it helps bring like a work-life balance too. Um, mm-hmm. Now there's something that I'm pretty obsessed about, which is Covey. Have you heard mm-hmm. of Covey yet? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Covey Scout, and, and it's just, it's, I'm going to contradict myself because if I were to pick one job in recruiting, I would be a sourcer. I love sourcing. Mm. I love tangent sourcing. I love finding people no one can find, all of that stuff. Okay. So when I first heard that there was a bot sourcing, I was like, no, <laughs> I refuse. No. Uh, but the interesting part about this is that it takes your human brain. So it takes all of your thought process. So you're not only putting in the job description, you're putting in your hiring manager notes, you're putting in your own thought process as to what you would want to search for a Boolean. So for example, I want, Hey, I want all to the um, startups or unicorns from 2012. You know, stuff like that, like that would take a long time to go get a list, put it in, right? But you're telling this bot to do it and then it finds it and then also does your email sequences. So it's very, it's a very cool, as close to human process as possible. It's kind of sifting through things for you. And then you now have the time to do what you're supposed to do, which is what I think. I don't think people get enough credit for is having the candidate experience, the talking to mm-hmm. the candidate, like more often than not. Uh, I'm placing people that never even one knew about the job I had, didn't know about the company, didn't know that they even wanted that industry, you know? And so that's the cool part about recruiting and that you should work with a recruiter because there's so many, like you go into this thought process of, I want this and I want this and I want that. You don't really know what you want until you have it or until you don't have it. 
right? So I think that's that's the cool process there. So those are two just kind of tech tech things in recruiting that um, yeah. I mean, yeah, have to embrace. You have to enjoy. That's really cool. And yeah, from the the sourcing piece, as you were just describing, you know, I have people reach out to me sometimes. I'm like, oh, I never considered that. Um, yeah. It's not even in my range of like awareness at all. Uh, and of course, if I'm not even aware, I'm not going to be looking in, but sometimes they're intriguing and, you know, a, a new opportunity perhaps. And the, 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 the reality is the labor market today is much more fluid than it was a generation ago. Like people are shifting, um, you know, companies need to learn to be more agile to allow different career pathways um, and developmental pathways for individuals. And if they don't, you know, people are just leaving to go to new interesting opportunities that perhaps doesn't even align with a traditional career path uh, as we conceived of it previously. Right. And so that's one of the things that sourcers do a lot of work in and having something like uh, an AI driven chatbot tool that can do a lot of that nitty gritty legwork for you. So you can spend more time on the human component of mm -hmm. actually communicating with these individuals. I mean, that's huge. Uh, I imagine, you know, you would much rather spend time uh, with individuals around that candidate experience rather than doing, you know, the initial legwork of, of researching and compiling and, you know, getting all these emails set up and, and all of that. Yeah, it, it's it's a heavy lift. And what I think is interesting too, is like, you also have to keep on top of trends. Okay, well, I got to read all these newsletters, letters, listen to podcasts, which are all like super important. Again, it's like you run out of like, when, when do you do all of these things? And naturally, I think that what we've seen over the course of the years, and we're just now talking about more is how drained everybody is. And it's like, if yeah. you're drained, you're naturally not your best self, you're not giving it your all, and there's going to be missteps. And you know, it's like this constant hamster wheel. So it's like, yeah, AI, like, welcome. I, I absolutely welcome AI. Um, I do think some things are a little, you know, out there. Like, it's like, okay, I don't know about that. It seems like we're a little tool heavy. So we definitely have to make choices. Uh, but that's just competition, right? And that's kind of the fun part. Well, yeah, we're, we're early stage for all these tools, right? Mm -hmm. And so there, <clears throat> I, I don't know, I, I kind of stopped looking because it seemed like every week there was like 150 new AI tools being released. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I, at a, a certain point, I'm just like, okay, that's too much. I'm going to like see what's kind of floating to the top and I'll take a look, whatever. Um, yeah, there's only so much we can do and you can very quickly get yourself bogged down in the tools. Um, so by all means, spend some time exploring, navigating the different opportunities, leverage what makes sense to you. Um, there's intense competition in the space. We're going to see what, you know, sticks around and what is going to be most useful. But there's just so much experimentation in the space right now. A lot of these tools aren't even all that useful, but they could be potentially useful, you know, maybe in six months or a year from now. So uh, all of that's really, really interesting. Um, but just being open to the, the opportunity to leverage and utilize these tools is important. Having that mindset, I think is important, but then also recognizing, you know, what are the, the small number of tools that you're going to use? That's reasonable. You know, I can use, I don't know, two, three, four tools consistently every day. Once you get past that, that's probably too much. And you're, you're probably just getting overwhelmed with tools and, and it's not going to be helpful. It's actually going to be distracting. Uh, so that's a hard thing to navigate, especially right now, as we see more and more of these tools being released constantly. 
Yeah. Adopting the tool itself is a little, dist- you know, distracting. Like I, I yeah. think about over the years, how many random tools I've, I've used for my team. Like, this is amazing. We have to use it. But if they don't adopt it, it's really irrelevant. It's irrelevant what tools yeah. are available. Um, but yeah, you have to have like those power users, like, Hey, let's power through this. You have to have the time to do it and you have to be super dedicated. Um, and I think that's, that's really important. And, you know, it's interesting. It's always like, uh, what I like to do when I think about a tool and what I want to grab is, what do I really like? If I had a magic wand, what is something I don't want to do that I don't think is efficient? And I think that that's kind of where you start and every single person works differently. So I definitely don't think it's a one size fits all, but yeah, like I start from there, like what admin stuff do I despise? What, but what admin stuff opens my eyes to other things? Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some admin things that I choose to keep because I learn. You know, like, like, okay, example, building a biz dev list. Um, mm. So I actually, I, and I've tried, and I've had someone just deliver it, 300 companies, bam, hiring managers, emails, all those things. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. But <laughs> what I realized was I, I love building the list myself because I get to see trends. I get to see what industry is popping up faster. I get to see movement on LinkedIn as to like who went here, who went there. And I think that, that mindset is what sets me apart from my competition. Um, yeah. But again, is it's getting a bit this nice? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, because it does take a lot of time and a lot of work, but there's all those kind of intangible side impacts of going through the process yourself, right? So mm-hmm. that's something you always have to, to balance. Something else you just said a, a few minutes ago that I think is really important to highlight here as we're having this conversation around tech in the recruiting space, really tech in any space, is people just feeling overwhelmed and burned out. And I think recruiters disproportionately that applies to recruiters more than some other types of jobs. It's a high pressure kind of a job. Um, There's a lot of pressure. It's constantly shifting, constantly moving. As we talked about earlier in the conversation today, um, you know, it's not always the highest level of respect that you're receiving um, from, from other organizational leaders and it, it can be a really challenging fraught space with a lot of pressure. And so balancing, utilizing tech to relieve that pressure is really important while also not allowing yourself to get too overwhelmed by all the different tech options that it just becomes more distracting. And it seems like this really nice, quick, easy fix. And the reality is it's not. And it just actually further distracts you and further takes away from your ability to do the work that you need to do. So any thoughts on that, like how we balance leveraging the tech to reduce the the pressure, um, to increase our efficiencies and productivity while not allowing ourselves to get overwhelmed by it? Yeah, I think so. I I think of um, like a greenhouse, for example, like like that ATS, Um, you know, now there's Prelude, Kat Conley brought Prelude. Mm -hmm. And um, but yet... I feel like that connection, like how it's supposed to make life easier, there's some holes there. And I think that as we were getting tools and we're seeing integrations, we feel that it should be seamless, but it's it's not. And so I think we have to realize that as we're jo- having these tools, there's going to be stuff that happens all the time and it gets very frustrating. Like, like the, the funny thing is like, you know, um, we use our computers every day, right? When the internet's down, oh my God, is your life over? <laughs> you know. So it's kind of like that with AI is that once you're getting in the groove of using it, it's like you're, you're, you're losing that thought process um, and then you're not used to it. So then when it's broken or you don't think, oh wait, maybe this isn't working correctly. It's still, we still have to treat it kind of like a human. 
it has bugs just like humans do. And I think that that's kind of, that's been a, a big issue and frustration, um, especially when you're adopting things, because then all of a sudden we're quick to ditch things as well. So it's like, hey, understand that tech is human, even though it's not supposed to be, it still is. And you still have to have a thought process. So I think we want to turn off the thought process and that alone feels very overwhelming because you're like, wait, I got to watch a bot. I got to watch a human. I got to watch myself. I got to, you know, and, and, and I think that that's a lot um, for me, how I deal with that is I, I'm a big journaler. So I do growth and success journaling every day and um, any, any little mini win or any little thing I'm feeling overwhelmed with, I just very quickly, I spend 10 minutes a day and it's, it's not a lot, um, but it's my 10 minutes, you know? And so, so that's kind of how I deal with that. Yeah. And just something simple, some sort of mind mindfulness practice, whether it's journaling or just meditating, deep breathing, taking a moment to, to reflect the, these things are really important when we find ourselves in a rapidly changing space, uh, where we're trying to juggle a whole lot of things and it's really, really easy to get overwhelmed, uh, and to just kind of jump from thing to thing and fire to fire and not take the time to kind of take a step back and look holistically at the space, mm -hmm. right? Whatever we're talking about, uh, very, very important. And I think in the recruiting space, again, because of the pressure, um, because of the workload, because of the, the potential burnout, because of all of the tools that are becoming available, um, you know, it's super tempting to think, oh, now I have this tool to do this thing for me. I can check that box. I can turn it on, not think about it and move on to my next thing. That's like you said, that's not how it works, especially at the early stages, like we're at right now with a lot of these AI tools. Uh, the companies that are putting them out are experimenting with them just as much as we are using them. Uh, like the, the use case for all these things, you know, is still in flux. And so we can't just turn it, you, you know, turn this thing on and then walk away and feel like we're, we're good. If you do that, you're probably going to have all sorts of other problems and unintended consequences that emerge from that. So you got to be very, very careful. Well, Brianna, this has been a really fun conversation. I note the time we've only scratched the surface. There's so much more we could explore together today, but before we wrap things up and, and you get on with your busy day, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience, how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So you can, of course, find me, Brianna Rooney on LinkedIn. Uh, but if you need help with hiring, it's talentperch.com. If you would like help with training, whether that's, you know, your recruiters or please your hiring managers, you can find that on thriversity.io. Um, and then, you know, the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube, I, I like to put out um, content to pay it forward constantly. Um, so thank you for always listening. And same with the, you know, or the podcast. I feel like now I need you on my podcast, Talent Takeover Unfiltered, where like really like we're we're trying to, we, we don't want to vent too much. We definitely give yeah. some goodies, but there's those moments where you're like, I just got to get it out. Um, so that's kind of what that's about. But um, yeah, you know, as far as tech goes, you can't be afraid of anything. And I think that everyone has a unique perspective, a unique gift, and you have to stand really tall on that and think, how can I enhance that with tech? Because the bottom line is, if you don't embrace it, you will get left behind, but it's not the bot that's leaving you behind. It's just because it, your other people are going to become more efficient and they're going to have a more work-life, a better work-life balance. Um, and so like, that's why I really, really highly suggest you guys use tech. Wonderful. Thank you, Brianna. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage yeah. the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Brianna and her team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Mm -hmm.
Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.